You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson, and I'm an ordained educator. And you can do great things. You're powerful, and you're ordained for it. To all my valuable Listeners, I just want to say thank you for joining us for this episode. I so apologize. There's been a lot of technical difficulties, but I have a treat for you. I am gifting your ears the ability to listen to my new book, Powerful, Growing You and Unlock Your Purpose. You're the first to hear it. I hope you enjoy it. You are listening to Powerful. Growing You and Unlock Your Purpose by Bridget Brown Jackson. This is an excerpt from Chapter One. Powerful. Chapter One. My purpose will not be thwarted. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Job 42, 1 through 2, New international version. Everyone has a distinctive and authentic purpose. I would agree that most people desire not just existence, but to possess a strong purpose with powerful outcomes in life. However, do we truly seek purpose at its full capacity? This is something that I am quite capable of talking about with others. My inspiration was beaconed by author Toni Morrison's profound words. If there's a book you really want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. My desire to fulfill that call to action, along with my astonishing experiences, drove me to write this book and share these seven poignant, powerful pillars. Count the cost. What does it cost you when you do not live in your purpose? What does it cost you when you are not truly 100% genuinely who you were designed to be? Like my book cover suggests, if you knew who you were, you would act accordingly and use a process or a system to maintain the effectiveness. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it began to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Luke 14, 28 through 30, English Standard Version. For me, that answer was hundreds of thousands of missed monetary opportunities and hundreds of thousands of lost connections. In addition to hundreds of hundreds of lost impact and unreturnable days that may never be redeemed again, it cost something. Yes, it cost. I lacked walking in my divine purpose with power for years on end, but at the same time, everything worked out for my good. Here's my story, or at least part of it. I sat on the sofa one day with a bottle in my hand, shaking it repeatedly as the tiny objects made noises like a tambourine or maraca. Despair filled my every fiber. 
as if my life had bottomed out. I was sunk in a pit of darkness. I had no feelings of joy or no rope to hang my hope upon. Feelings of despair flooded my soul as I slumped into the cushions of the sofa and became one with them. Like a hawk, I eyed the bottle over and over, not knowing the more I looked, the more tempted I was to give in to the emotions that were overpowering me. The feelings were dominating. As I opened the bottle and dropped each object one by one down my throat, I sat thinking of the end. Who would care? Who would talk about me? Who would come and attend the ceremony? But then there must have been a little hopefulness that was ignited within as I made what I thought would be my last phone call. It was to the person who was my best friend and brought me into this world. She must have sensed something about the intonation in my voice. Or maybe my word choice made her question because after I hung up the phone and unplugged it from the wall, I heard a thump. Yes, we still had phones that plugged into the wall. I heard another thump. My disconnecting the phone did not stop that motherly instinct to know that something had gone amiss. She drove across town. I imagined probably speeding and running every red light possible. All I knew, she was at my door and it was being kicked in by my stepfather's size 13 shoe as I laid on the sofa talking in gibberish. She and my stepfather rushed me to the hospital to figure out what I had done. They were inquiring what happened and how would it affect my health and my future. Well, you must understand my despondency led me to not wanting to live, but I guess wanting to live. Yes, that is a very confusing oxymoron. I gave in to a little flicker of fear. I gave in, but I did not give in all the way. Help had arrived. My purpose was not ended. It was not dissolved. It was not thwarted. Personal Revolution Maybe you're thinking since this is the first chapter that I would have started this discussion on life's intentions first by including all the great things about the topic of purpose. But I had to take you to where the incredible personal revolution began, my transformational metamorphosis. It began with that dark cocoon enclosed day, pills in hand and no clarity of the greatness that would be dimmed if this act were carried out. International sports icon and track and field Olympian champion William Rudolph once stated, the potential for greatness lives within us all. My greatness was there, even though I could not see it, because I was in the larva state of my life. While changing and starting the pupa stage, I saw a glimpse of the light when my mother flew through the door. There was a ray of brightness, even in the darkness. Darkness becomes devoid when light appears, no matter how small the amount of light. My darkness now comprised a ray of illumination to spark the small glimmer of my future self. My hope did have a rope. The rope had a name. I called her mom. Metamorphosis. My metamorphosis began when I hit rock bottom, the hardest blow I had ever experienced in my life. The hopes and the dreams that the little girl, the little me had, had vanished and eroded away like the rocks on the beach. Year after year, 
after year because the friction had broken it down. The times of self-doubt had taken its toll and it was dating my disgust. That was not a good mixture. Upon entering my second decade in life, things really started changing and not for the better. My purpose was fleeing out of sight as each day waned by. I found myself living an abridged life and settling for experiences that were less than my capability, less than my destiny, less than the almighty master's desire for me. Yet, it still was all in God's hand. Inadequacy filled my bones like a neon banner. I was resonating in my heart and mind that I was purposed to be lower than low. These emotions provoked me. That was until I had an epiphany to be greater. And not greater like most of you think, but greater in the sense of understanding my clear essence. I'm not referring to great in looking at things, materials, possessions, or any of those types of items that most people consider great. I'm referring to my core. I'm referring to my pure essence as a spiritual being living in a body, possessing a soul. Me. I'm the most important thing to God. You are the most important thing to God. And he wants us to live as our greatest selves so we can do the will that he gave us, our purpose. In the words of the great and late poet laureate Maya Angelou, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely the changes. I had literally lived as a caterpillar for too long. I was playing small. That is not how we're designed to be. We're created by the awesome and majestic creator, God himself, to live each day empowered to walk in an authority that he gave us. Therefore, we cannot play small. Never. No, not ever. In Genesis, it says we were created in his image. Thus, we have powers and abilities of our father, our majestic creator. Genesis 1 and 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word creation has a root word that means to bring forth. We bring forth our purpose through words that ride on our actions. I had been the caterpillar year after year. Then I went into my cocoon, but never converted. I stayed in that dark enclosure, not receiving the vital external support, the required transformation in any light. In total obscurity, I sat. Caterpillars devour and cause damage in the real world. I was crawling through life, doing damage to my daily existence. I was squandering my time and talent as if there was not a reason to do more. That was until my mother told me a great story of a hero in my life. The butterfly came forth. My release from the chrysalis was epic. I heard an incredible family story and it led me to instant maturity. A significant wake-up call. The story was about the legacy of my uncle, who was selfless and brave. Yes, I became an adult, not just in age, but an adult in my daily actions, in my commitment to life and God's purpose for it. But let us stay on the chrysalis for a moment. When the caterpillar is transforming into the adult, it is not just resting while in the chrysalis. It is quite the opposite. Change in movement is happening, even if you cannot see it. The wings are forming. 
the antennae are developing and the butterfly sucking mouth parts are being changed from the caterpillar's chewing mouth part. You see, the caterpillar and the butterfly have two different agendas and purposes. While I was in the chrysalis of life, that dark place of transformation, I was changing, truly evolving. The enzymes that ate away my caterpillar existence, so I, the butterfly, could soar. As teenagers, our puberty can be incredibly difficult. For me, I hated it. My acne years were so horrifying. I could not wait until those days were over. But those moments have nothing on the puberty-like process of the caterpillar to butterfly metamorphosis. During the transition, the caterpillar is digested by its own enzymes that destroys it, but leaves in place discs that help form the butterfly. Everything from the caterpillar that is not needed is dissolved, gone. Prior to majoring in elementary education, I was a biology major. So let me geek out for a moment. I love science. I especially love the study of animal and insects. The caterpillar has sleeping cells like those of our human stem cells. They have hormones that make the enzymes release at the appropriate time. If the juvenile hormone were released prior to its proper timing, there would be no butterfly. So timing is key. The juvenile hormone releases at the perfect point and triggers the metamorphosis to begin. The hormone helps the caterpillar stay alive until the cocoon or chrysalis stage has begun. At that stage, the Casparis enzymes release and eat away everything except the marginal disc inside that will be the formation of the butterfly. The cells rapidly divide and produce all the parts of the butterfly. The caterpillar has gone from a creeping, crawling being to self-inflicted mush to becoming a stunning and beautifully winged aerial creation. In order to understand better the connection, I want to go back and finish talking about my uncle, Mark Clark. The impact that he made on my life is still being manifested each day. It has been over 50 years since his death. Well, 52 now to be exact. And I'm still having evolutionary moments of the sacrifice that he chose to make and the implications from that selfless decision. As I presume my purpose daily, I want a life like he had. I desire vision like he possessed. He led a life where the most important thing was the most important thing. He was willing to die at the age of 22 for his truth, for his people, for his cause. He was willing to give everything to walk into his purpose for the civil rights of African-Americans in the 1960s. This was not only brave and courageous, but it was dangerous. It was a battle that would cost him his life. And it did. When I think of the instances that I misspent my time, my talent, and my treasure, it takes me to a place of remorse. Was his life worth more than my misappropriation of my giftedness? I truly feel bad about not using my genius and my energy and not using my incredible talent to fulfill my daily purpose. Here's the thing though we can never go back and recollect the past moments. Once it is gone, it's gone. Poof, no more. 
However, what I do have is the present. And now I get to live every day in a moment of endless possibilities. It is all a choice. So I'm choosing the living part. I mean living. There are no limits. The only limits reside in my daily expectations and intentions. Symbolically, I am the product of my uncle's self-inflicted enzymes that kept the imaginal disc intact. I am his butterfly. I soar because of him. We have a tendency sometimes to limit ourselves. We tend to push reality aside and let the limiting beliefs take a hold of our incredible execution engine that we call our minds. Most people tend to settle with the all right, the okay, the mediocre. However, you have an opportunity to live in the moment of powerful purpose. You have an opportunity to enjoy the now. You have an opportunity to push past the limitations. I fly like the butterfly. I produce as the butterfly. I'm not eating everything in my sight like I did as the caterpillar, but I'm contributing back to my environment. The caterpillar's mission is to eat, to survive. Thus, it devours and destroys the environment around it. It lives as a pupil because it's immature and undeveloped and not existing at its full potential or purpose. Its life is temporal and the temporary stage does not lend to the purpose of giving back. I have a purpose. My purpose is to reproduce, to give back from the substance of who I am. My purpose is bigger than me. I call it my why. Why do I do what I do? Why am I here? We all have a mission to reproduce. The New International Version Bible Translation for Genesis 1 and 22 commands us to reproduce and multiply. It reads like this. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Now that verse of scripture was not just about having children but everything about us should be reproducing. 